Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Podcast Playground. Hooray! Oh, here we go. The Vinyl Boys, baby. We're back to yeah. do yet another album. This week, we will be doing David Robert Jones, better known as David Bowie. Yes. Or, David I like Robert yes. Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Or Ziggy Ooh. Stardust. Maybe you know him as I, that. I like that name, Ziggy Stardust. You know What? I was thinking about using it, then I found out he had it, so I'm like, nah, you know, I can't buy the style like that. I never knew that. Ziggy Stardust. He was well ahead of his time because Ziggy Stardust is a very 2022 name. It is? I, I remember it, it I from the it 80s. Is. Maybe in your circles. It was in the 70s. <laughs> Which is you. So, yeah. Yeah. Huh? This week, we'll be doing the Let's Dance <laughs> album, sure. which I'm surprised is the 15th studio album from David Bowie. Oh, yeah. It took him to get to 15 till he had his best work, according to sales. This album was recorded in December of 1982, released April of 1983. It's titled Let's Dance. With the great David Bowie. Let's go ahead and put the needle on the record. We are the Vinyl Boys. Yeah. Back again for yet another episode. Love it. All Let's right. do it. Uh, I'm ready. Throw it down, Tomcat. David mm-hmm. Robert Jones. That's a name, gentlemen. Nice. David Jones. He has Jones. the same birthday as Elvis. He does. Oh, that's cool. So this is called Modern Love, right? This is the first song, right? I'm hoping TK started it at the beginning. So well, we'll hoping. find out. This is Modern Love. I started it at the beginning, as you were hoping. I've heard this song. I like this. Wasn't this in a movie? It was in a movie. It was in a movie. It was. Like Pretty in Pink or Sweet 16. Maybe Mannequin? It could have been Mannequin. Typical 80s pop boy. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Cool. It could have been the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this. Everybody will see that. Yeah. You play it somewhere? Love it. They'll see it. Huh. Might have to drop this for New Year's. Sure. The thing I liked about David Bowie, too, is if you listen to all of his albums, they're all a little bit different. Yeah. This was the very poppy album, and that's probably the reason why it sold the most copies. Sure. It had the little catchy songs, but. A lot of his albums uh, didn't do so well because he was a bunch of different genres he did. Well, and he did a lot of, like, kind of undergroundish type of rock music, too, right? Yeah, like he back did. Back when punk was, like, really underground, he was heavy in that album. Jazz music. He's done albums of all different kinds of genres. I never knew that. says here he started playing saxophone when he was 12 years old. Oh, yeah. 12 years old. He's an he's a established musician, definitely. We got a friend that plays the sax, and I can, that's a hard instrument. Got to be good with the reed and all that. Yeah. Yep. You wonder if uh, how he feels about the fact that this album is his highest-selling album, and this is the one album that he did not play one instrument on this album. He left it up to the band. Well, and it sounds like a, most of it's electronic. 
Yeah. You know what's album. crazy about that is like again, when it's a collaboration, it always tends to do seems to do better. Is that not right? Have we not yeah. seen that? I like these horns sure. here. I don't know. It's like that thing I've said before where it's like success has a thousand fathers, failure only has one. Where, you know, it just seems like when there's a lot of hands in a project, hmm. it becomes something special. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream, dream work. work. Yeah, Definitely. Okay, okay. Yeah, it seems like uh, trombones made a nice little come around in the 80s. Remember, uh, Cool and the Gang used them as well in their music. I'm pretty sure I those love are trombones. The trombones. Yeah. I bet you do. And, uh, in reggae. That's the rusty <laughs> trombone. I used to play the trombone in high school. Only on Saturday nights. Yeah. When I say David Bowie, Raymo, what's the first thing you think of? Uh, the video that he made with Mick Jagger. Oh, where they look like they're about to make out. Well, you know. I was a big fan of the baggy pants cuffed at the bottom very tightly. Yeah. I think they were no, wearing no, no, they no. looked like they were wearing that. They were baggy like baggy like baggy pants. But at the bottoms they had cuffed and they like they went close to your ankles. Like they weren't yeah, they were flared for at all. Like Z Cavaricci looking oh, right. kind of, There's right, a word right, right, for that right. role. It's got a name. There's a name it, for that. But it was tight def- roll. It was pre We called it tight roll. It was pre Cavaricci. We called it the Oreo roll. Oh, we called it the Oreo roll. I called Oreo it Oreo roll? Style. Yeah. I'll tell you on the other, the other show why we called it that. And the pointy toe shoes, you guys remember oh, those? Oh, no. Those shit freaked me out, man. <laughs> Not that big. They well, were nice. It seems like people are always talking about David Bowie's eyes. Yeah, you know yeah. how he got that big pupil? It's, it's a pupil thing. Yeah, he got into a fight when he was 15 years old over a girl. Interesting. And he get, got punched in the eye by his buddy. Damn. And uh, ended up having to go to the hospital. Was in the hospital, I think, for four or five days. And mm-hmm. it ended up making to where his one of his pupils was dilated all the time. Big, huge pupil. And it caused him to have two different colored eyes. But it then became a trademark of his. his a lot of the you artwork s- you see. You can see it in the pictures. You can see it in the pictures. You can. Oh, yeah. But yeah, It looks all- like one's all dark. Like one's a really dark eye. I'm looking in the picture I'm looking at right now. And it's I can because see it one clearly. has a huge pupil. Big yeah. Big pube. Coming at you. Hey, I can see right through you. Think you can see better with that eye? And the guy, the guy that did that to him, uh, ended up being his buddy, and they they remained friends even after the fight. Well, that that it happens a lot like that. Yeah, it does. And he is an artist, like a uh, like an artist, like draw, and he did a lot of the artwork for some of David Bowie's first albums, which were the Ziggy Stardust days. Could you imagine that fight? Uh, a, a singer against an artist. Uh, I wonder who slapped the hardest. <laughs> who was, the, was who's on top? Who's slapped. on bottom? That's what I want to know. <laughs> hey. And a bunch of hey. So when he ditched his <laughs> Stardust days is when he took off. That's where the idea from the other video came from. Oh, kind of, yeah. When he yeah. became himself, that's when he, he really took off. That's what sure. Say, no. Be yourself. Yeah. He was 36 when this album came out, and he had put out 14 albums before this one. And he had had some success. Yeah. Space Odyssey became a big thing because the BBC used it for the moon landing in 1969, which was really the first song that put David Bowie on the map. 
That's right. crazy. Yeah. The type of timing to have to have them land on the moon right when you put out your song Space Odyssey. Yeah. And it wasn't like it is now. Like I can release a song from my bedroom anytime I want and it goes right up on the fucking goes right on the iTunes. Internet. It goes right on the charts. It goes to Apple. True. They couldn't do that. They had to go to a studio. They had right. to go through a Pretty label. Soon. So the timing of him making that song and releasing it was very serendipitous. Well, and it, I have to imagine that the whole space thing and getting there to get into the moon and all that was, you know, a story that Especially back then, the news probably covered for three years, you know, so I'm sure he had ample time to get in there and and make, you know, make the song. They've been talking about JFK a lot lately in the news because they released a bunch of files pertaining to him that they had to release. But he was the one who was pushing that space race going to the moon. moon. So this was was that era, you know. Oh, yeah. So that's probably where Ziggy Stardust and the moon, Space Odyssey, and all this shit came from. He said he wanted Ziggy Stardust to be looked at as someone that was like an alien from another planet. Like, I'm coming to you, Ziggy Stardust, from Mars, he would say. He wanted to look like he was an alien. Right. He would wear those wild it outfits. Worked. Yeah, I remember. And he took a lot of flack for it. I know a lot of the tabloids in the UK would attack him and you know say that he was a freakazoid and kind of like help increase his lure that's before they knew that that's what that did yeah sure hey look at this guy Uh. well i mean (laughs) if if you remember back in the day elton john applied some of the same tactics when he was doing his thing just being weird well his costumes when he did shows were just outrageous like people loved it like it was amazing so apparently these guys were friends him and elton john exactly he probably got the idea maybe that was their common ground there from what i understand about the things that i've been reading about david bowie is he was more performance art and i think in the beginning especially he didn't feel comfortable just being himself he needed to create characters. He said he collected personalities. Sure. That makes I can sense. understand I can that. that. And that's why I think the media would mess with him and say that he was like a schizo weirdo. Because that's what you would say about somebody who like, I collect personalities. Yeah. Mental I, mental illness ran in his family. I guess all the women in, in his family uh, suffered from uh, bipolar disease before they knew what bipolar right. really was. Did you just call Schiz- him a woman? No, he said no, all I the said women, all in, the his women in his family. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. And and so they uh, they would always try to diagnose him with like schizophrenia, sure. like some of his women in and his he, life. He didn't just collect personalities; he collected accents. So now he's changing accents. So you can see how people might think he's crazy, right? Because one day he's speaking in this accent, the next day he's like legit, like an character speaking in another accent. You're like, this guy's out of his freaking mind. I have. I have an interview here from 1973. This is a David Bowie talking about like being able to switch it and be in multiple personalities. I find that I'm a, a person who can um, take on the guises of, of different people that I meet. I can switch accents in, in seconds of meeting somebody and I can adopt their accent. I've always found that I collect. I'm a collector. And I've always just seemed to collect personalities, ideas, I have a hodgepodge philosophy, which really is very minimal. Do you believe in God? Um, I believe in an energy form, but I'm not, I, wouldn't, uh, put a, I wouldn't like to put a name to it. Do you indulge in any form of worship? Um, uh, life. I love life very much indeed. I love it. I respect the shit yeah, 100%. out of it. 100%. I'm 100% behind what he just said. Yep. I love it. Definitely rocking with that. A lot of people related with David Bowie, even yeah. though he was different. It's it's 
weird to say this guy was really different, but people related to that. So that means, I guess, that we're all different. We mm. want to be different. And we're all the same. Oh, by the way, this song is yeah. China Girl. He did this with Iggy Pop. Nice. Dope. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys know who produced this album? No. Nope. That, that would be Nile, Nile Rodgers. Nile Rodgers? And if you're familiar with Nile Rodgers, yeah. uh, Sister Sledge, also right. Chick, uh, yeah. the band Chick. Right, La Freak. Yeah, La Freak. Uh, freak out. Yeah, dun, and dun. so, and then this, after he produced this album, and here's the big song, of yeah. course, Let's Dance. I love it. But those first like two songs are great. I like those first two songs. The but first one especially. After Niles, Nile Rodgers has the success with this album, all of a sudden he gets the Duran Duran album. Right. Then he gets the NXS album. Wow. Then he gets the Madonna album. And now Rodgers then all of a sudden just pshoom, catapult. Yeah. He's a legend, man. Yeah. He just recently did something. It was, I mean, recent, like a few years ago with uh, Daft Punk before they retired. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a legend. Now Rodgers is the one who produced this album. David Bowie, I guess the two of them met at Studio 54 in the uh, early 80s. They decided to do a record together. David Bowie said, I want to make hits. And this was the first song that they came up with. The biggest hit, arguably, David Bowie has ever had. Oh, sure. And this song still goes hard to this day. Let's listen. Baseline is smooth. I love that part of that. Yeah. yeah. If you say hi, you'll hide. Digging in the background vocals. I never really noticed how much reverb and echo they used in this song. Uh, and that's uh, from like a Beatles song. Yeah. Uh, no, this is that from. Um, didn't they do that on Shake It Up Baby? Yeah, Twist it and Shout. Yeah, yeah. That song, yeah. Twist and Shout. Yeah, was that? No, that wasn't Chubby. No, that's a different one. 50s, 50s. Yeah, yeah. So it's like 80s, but with a 50s build up in there. That's cool. Well, you got to imagine David Bowie was. Twist and Shout was the Beatles. Somebody else did it too. Like, I want to say, like, who somebody else, like, the Isley Brothers. The Isley Brothers. That's who it was. Also, Salt and Pepper did a version of it, and oh, the yeah. and the Mamas and Papas, a song that was done many times. Twist and shout, use the ah. The song really has it all. I mean, this song is rad, man. Yeah. I saw this crazy video of him getting popped in the eye by a lollipop uh, in a tour in uh, I think it was in Norway. David Bowie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Norway 2004, and he gets whacked right in the eye by a lollipop, which is crazy because I think it's the big eye, too. How the hell did he Some get hit in the eye with a lollipop? Some somebody somebody got, got good aim. right into the black hole, that big eye. Yeah, yeah he was just kind of flying by in the wind, and he I got mean, sucked up in his crack. Got hit in the eye with him right in the eye. Enough. Like, leave David Bowie long in his eyes, man. Now, who I know, that right? Damn well, lollipop? And he basically shook it off. He was cool about it. He didn't uh, freak out. He kept going. Did he pick it up and eat it? No, he just mm. kept, but he kept performing. 
Oh, was that a show? Damn. Hey, you know oh, Stevie yeah. Ray Vaughan played lead guitar on this album? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah Stevie Ray Vaughan played lead guitar on He this plays album. the little uh, outro on this right. song. You're going to hear a lead outro right. guitar lead well, on you the way can, out. And it is Stevie Ray Vaughan. You can hear little inserts throughout the song, too. Who played the bass? He's crushing it. Uh, probably, probably Nile Rodgers, I bet. He did oh. play on it. I yeah, want to play this he, good. He did, uh, Nile Rodgers played guitar. He was producer, engineer, mixing assistant. He did all the horn arrangements. He's all over this album. Now, this song just kind of really represents the 80s to me when too, and I hear it. This mm. could be, like, up there in the top 10 songs of the entire decade. Agree. Yeah. Definitely one of the most recognizable songs Probably worldwide, internationally, sure. And DJs still spin this heavy. I do. Do they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck I that, dude. Not anywhere I play, but well, yeah, sure. You're, the place you, you play, play some other places. I do. The places I play. I if you were in my bedroom? No. The place, you know what I'm talking about. That well, Those old people down there would like that shit. This shit. Yeah, they yeah. would. Oh, I'm sure they and would. Especially this is like well, 115, 117. Go right in and out of something else. And don't yeah. play the whole damn song. You just go in and yeah, out. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Just a chorus would be really good. You know, he was on, he's on SpongeBob. He voiced oh. the character of His Lord Royal Highness in SpongeBob really? in 2007. I didn't know that. Yeah. Highness. I'm a huge uh, SpongeBob fan. He was a SpongeBob dude. Sure. Oh, Why not, man? SpongeBob's cool. The thing I remember him most from when I was a kid is Labyrinth, that movie. Yeah, I remember yes. Labyrinth. And, uh, I never saw that. That but, movie uh, was actually really good. Because I was a kid well, and it I has mean, a lot of Jim Henson's Muppets in it, I was yeah. really into it. You know, I was into the Muppets. So right. I was, and he was in the movie. He's in the middle of the labyrinth, and the kid's got to get through the labyrinth. He's got all the Muppets and shit. And then you get to, he's controlling the labyrinth and basically messing with these kids all the way to him. Right. Where, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like the bad guy. So he's like, welcome to Neverland Ranch when they get there. <laughs> he ended up getting, I think, over 30 credits uh, being in television shows and movies. So he did some acting. Mm-hmm. And he was really an actor on the stage, too. Like you said in the clip that we played earlier, he didn't really think he was cool himself, David Bowie. That's why he wanted to stand behind these characters. He loved acting. He was always acting, he said. Yeah. I experimenting. Goes, He's goes, another another word I think of when this guy I think of this guy. Experimenting. I think he was ahead of his time. Yeah, right? so you know now that sorry to cut you off, but they may look at that as weird back then, but now that's what like the best people that are performing are doing right now is like they're got like costumes and they're doing music videos where it's sure. it's performance. It's very art. elaborate. It's yeah. not just the singing. These artists are the Different whole on the show. Yeah. They have to be the whole package for visual yeah, yeah, yeah. as well as sound. You can't just be front front girl and get a hit anymore. You gotta have you gotta be Sexy mama, and you gotta have the whole package. Well, this one, those multiple personalities are those those personalities. This is where they all came into play when he was on stage acting or whatever he was doing, you know, on film or whatnot. Because you gotta be like, people thought he was crazy, but I'm like, nah, he collected personalities because shit, like you say, he's showing out on stage and on film. You know, he just turned into a different person to do a certain character. Or you know who else does that? Beyonce. Beyonce's got the, the she's had Sasha, the, Sasha Fierce. Fierce. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think of somebody else, but a lot of artists I can think of or not think of right now 
have an alter ego to help them go on stage and do their thing. Uh, Whitney Houston, I think, was saying something about that. Yeah. Oh, well, I was going to say that's I what Coke one. and alcohol for. I have a I have an alter ego to help me go out and do what I do. Yeah. What's yeah. it? What's it? Is Memphis right? It's no. Fifty milligram gel tab. <laughs> Bobby James, <laughs> motherfucker, yeah, Bobby James. And when Bobby James is around, is when I do those fifties. Hell yeah, Bobby. <laughs> I haven't done one in a while, so y'all y'all do for one before the year is out. Uh, this track right here is called "Without You." Oh. Final what? track on side one. We are the Vinyl Boys, and we are listening to "Let's Dance." David Bowie. David Bowie. David Robert Jones. Yeah, I guess his first band. You know the name of his uh, first band that he came out with? No. Uh, well, well, hold on, wait. That's a brother's name. The who? The hype? And that's the one that got booed off stage? Was it the hype? That was something that, like the Killer Bees or something like that. Oh, yeah, I would boo him off stage too. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, and he built, show he some love for the Killer Bees. They, they were called Davy Jones and the King Bees. Boo! Uh, and their first, their first song was called uh, Liza Jane, and uh, he later changed his name because remember the band The Monkees? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was going to say that. They had a member of their band, and his yeah. name was Davy Jones. Jones. The lead yeah. singer. So, yeah. so then David Bowie, being Davy Jones, decided I'm going to change my name. Well, that's yeah. good because it sounds Bowie. like Davy Jones' locker anyway. Yeah, after he saw him on the Brady Bunch, he was like, that's it. I got to change this. There's no way I'm going to top that. Uh-huh. Hey, hey. We're the monkeys. I love that show. People when say we're monkeying around. Yeah, the baby bunch. Well, the monkeys. But we're too busy too, singing. Yeah. Fucking monkeys. I oh, love that yeah, show. Yeah. We hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Remember that? Yeah. Huh? I came up right after or right before Bonanza. You had to watch what was on back then. Yeah, I didn't watch Bonanza. I would we go do something. We had what we had. And you will like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe y'all watched that shit. It's, it's either hey, you can watch that or go outside and play. I was so, going outside. So in and the playing. movie, in the movie <laughs> Labyrinth, which was produced by Jim Henson in uh-huh. 1986, uh-huh. Bowie plays Jarrett the Goblin King. Yeah, Jareth. 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 Yeah, Jareth. Yeah, it was. I'm happy to say I've never seen it. It's very yeah. uh, uh, Lord of the Ringish. Like. Yeah. He was also in the Prestige in 2006 alongside Hugh Jackman and Scarlett Johansson. Ooh, yeah. He's hot. One He's thing done I, a few movies. One thing I think of when I think of David Bowie is the interview he did on MTV back in 1982 when he's sitting down with Mark Goodman. Mm-hmm. He calls the network out for not playing any black artists on MTV and some people oh, credit Oh, I remember that. Do we have that? I have the audio. Oh, some people credit yeah. David Bowie for, you know, really getting Michael Jackson on because just right after he said this in 1982, all of a sudden Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, all these different black artists start to get played on MTV. Here is the audio from the interview from 1982 on MTV with Mark Goodman and David Bowie. It, it occurred to me, having watched MTV over the last few months, um, that it's 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 got it's a solid enterprise, but and it's got a lot going for it. I'm just floored by the fact that there's so many so few black artists featured on it. Why is that? I think that we're trying to move in that direction. We want to play artists that seem to be doing music that fits into what we want to play for MTV. There's the, the company is thinking in terms of narrow casting. That's evident. Um, it's evident in the fact that the only few black artists that one does see are on about 2.30 in the morning on, or to around 6. Very few are featured predominant, no. predominantly during the day. No, I, I, that's a I'll say that over the last couple of weeks, these things have been changing, but it, it's, uh, it's a slow process. 
That's what's up, man. Hats, hats off. That's what's up. Yeah, the dude stammering. Oh, well, wait a minute. We might be racist. <laughs> yeah, you motherfuckers. Shout out to David Bowie, man. Yeah. You can go hear that entire interview on YouTube. I suggest you watch it because the interviewer, Mark Goodman, does squirm and squeal and he gets really uncomfortable. And, and Bowie just, all of a sudden, it looks like David Bowie is the guy interviewing MTV. That answers the question of was he intelligent? Because I've seen a couple of the questions being, was David Bowie intelligent? Or it looked like he was. Oh, no. He's, he's probably like, I'm going to just take over, your head. You'll take over your whole network. I'm Society, taking over the interview. Know you don't even know it. Well, you know, and for him to bring that up, like, that, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, we don't see enough of that. Like, And not that it doesn't happen. We just don't know about it. And well, I think I, we should know I about it. I remember when hip hop started moving on to awesome. MTV. There was a lot of animosity between the rockers and the hip hoppers, and the hip hop was looked at as a fad that was going to go away. Yeah, a lot of the, the a lot of the, the sure. uh, rockers were, you know, like they that did was, look at hip hop as that, but then they were also seeing some like they taking up some of our airtime and shit like that. When you know they had a free range versus now they got to scale it down and the inclusion is happening. Yeah, well, and and the fact that it matters is that with with all that, like none of it. Really went away. Like and then you house have, music is still around, hip hop yeah. music is still around, and rock music is still around. And like then you just, you see Run DMC and uh, Aerosmith do their collaboration, probably right after that. Yeah. <laughs> he said mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that whole pro- uh, campaign. And that that really brought you know ripped the bandaid off of music going in all directions and people you know. It definitely went a different direction than this after that. Ricochet. Sure. Sure. That's the name of the song right now, ladies and gents. You are listening to Them Vinyl Boys. How y'all feeling, man? Feeling good. Stone. Yeah, that chocolate's uh, <laughs> kicking in right chocolate now. Is getting chocolate in, uh, and the gummies and the. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those. The, yeah, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, two joints. I do have the top uh, Googled questions out there on the internet will answer them for you. Okay. Let's get it. The, the first question that people Google mostly about David Bowie is how did David Bowie pass away? You guys know? No. Uh, Peacefully, hopefully. The high thing? No, it's a, it's a sad story, but he, you know, I always thought he died young. He wasn't old, old, but he, he, died, at, he died at 69 years old. Yeah, he was okay. Just yeah. a few days. 69! That, that's My young. dad died at 69. That's still young. That's, yeah, just a few days before he was set to turn 70. He died. Oh, wow. Uh, he I battled liver cancer, cancer yeah, for uh, about a year and a half. I can't even remember what type it was, but I know some type of cancer. Fuck cancer, man. Well, hopefully there's no. They're supposed to cure it with quantum computing coming up here by 2030. That's what they're saying. So let's hope. I, I'm yes, not sure, it, and I'm pretty sure I'm assuming this because so many artists fall into this category. But it wasn't cirrhosis of the liver, was it? Like he didn't have a drinking problem. Cancer just said liver cancer. I know he okay. smoked a lot, and he did. Uh, mm. well, that that would be long. Those U- Europeans didn't do the greatest job of taking care of their teeth. Oh, in no, these interviews, didn't. you see. He's got some pretty really yellow bad. stained teeth. Yeah, he obviously didn't do what Cardi B did, get a bag and fix his grill. Yeah. He, no. didn't, he didn't care much about his grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, none of the British really did back in the day. The they, next, they still don't make... The, oh, yeah, the next true. most Googled question is, why did David Bowie have two different colored eyes? Now, we, we did that now. answer that he earlier in the show. David eyes. Bowie was punched in his uh, by his school friend George Underwood in 1962. <laughs> Uh, the fight left Bowie hospitalized and a permanently dilated pupil. We talked about that. That's why. 
What yeah, was, was, he was humans high. hit him I'm hard, hooked. man. The next question people ask on the internet, according to Google, is what was David Bowie's last words? Memphis, what do you think the last thing he said was? Fuck this shit. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Man. What about you, Tomcat? What do you think his last words? He said, man, life ain't free, man. That was Bob Marley. That was Bob last Marley. week's show. What about you, Ramo? What do you think David Bowie's last words were? I need my light blue baggy pants. <laughs> I, th- I figured you guys would say, let's dance. Would be his That's last what you word. said. What were, were they? No. No, what? he didn't it, say that. His last words were, it has been my doorway of perception and the house that I live in. Whatever that means. It has been I my get doorway it. of I get perception it. I get it. in the in house, house that he lives in. in. Yeah. yeah. I like, get it. This has been my view of the world from where sure. I've been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and from where I'm standing, I've seen the world the way I lived it. You yeah. Know? I like that. I, I like yeah. this beat here, too. Criminal world. That's what I get. That I, I like that, man. That's, that's what's up. When I, if I die, I'm definitely going to say some crazy shit right before I, would, I die. I the motherfuckers have to repeat some shit like, like, you cocksuckers, <laughs> fuck me. And then he died. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a boner. I was just thinking I, went, I want that on my damn tombstone. They're like, no, we're cremating your bitch ass. Scattering you. <laughs> Burn them now. We're going to scatter you over to the uh, canal. Another thing people ask on Google oh, about David Bowie is, why did David Bowie shave his eyebrows off? I didn't really know that he did. I know lice he in his eyebrows, maybe. It no, says, uh, it says here, too. according to the internet, he used to draw me. that for many years it was considered that David, who was on cocaine, he was on a cocaine diet almost a whole year. <laughs> almost the whole year of 73, he was on so much cocaine. And oddly enough, in that, that year, all his, <laughs> in his, all his pictures, his eyes were the same. It's, oh, yeah, because they fucking went back the other way. They said that... Uh, <laughs> There's two reports. One is that he was on a bunch of coke and he would uh, feel like for the sake of beauty, he would shave them off all coked up. Uh, but later on, you find out from people close to him that his eyebrows fell victim to nervous breakdowns he had, aggravated by alcohol. See, he I- did get on drugs when he went to Los Angeles. L.A. seems to be the place where <laughs> all the doesn't? bad stuff happens. Now, see yeah. what, you, now <laughs> what you can do, though, these days is get an eyebrow trimmer. Speaking yeah. of which, we're going to You know, you don't got to shave them off like a fucking fruit. You just fucking <laughs> Whoa. Just you just trim them. Whoa. Just saying. Keep it together, Holy folks. shit. Wrong <laughs> podcast. I mean, you shouldn't shave your eyebrows off any damn way. It's like kind of weird and shit. He was different, you know. I think this song is Cat People. I think this, no, boy, this I'd be your people. mom, Tom. Cat. We should have shaved those little like lines in them, like we did in that, in that like in the, 80s. Like, in the not, early, like, like early '90s. You know, David Bowie really fell off in the '90s. Oh, he was probably reaching 60 years old by then. I don't know. He died at 69 in 2015. Okay, 2016. So, so then the '90s. He was born so in probably, 1947. He was definitely in his 50s. It says his his half-brother was a uh, schizophrenic named Terry, killed himself in 1985. So, man, it, the mental illness was definitely close, circling the building. Well, and with all the drug use and everything, you know, I'm oh, sure that didn't help. But the crazy thing is he didn't go out like that. I mean, well, you know. Oh, I this like is this. a great song, yeah. 
It's the last song of the album, too. I'm reading something here about him, and it seems like this was a theme back in the early 70s and late 60s. David Bowie allegedly had sexual relationships uh, with 15-year-olds and 14-year-olds. Oh, no, that's just When he up. was in his mid-20s. Yes, wow, girls? Yep. No, dudes. Girls. Either way, it's bad. He also came it out is, is, at um, one point in his career and said he was bisexual. Sure, that's why I was asking. Then he came out yeah, and said still, he was hetero. I don't know how you could be bi and young. then be hetero. Yeah, like you can't be hetero again once you're bi, right? Yeah, once no. you're bi, you've you've went well, bi. You're once bi. Once you've crossed the Rubicon, which is yeah, once you stepped off the points, there's no going back. Life huh? changes. Well, not really. Jesus because don't you can, forgive you. Well, it doesn't matter what Jesus thinks. I'm just a classical heterosexual dude has has never yeah. done anything with another dude. So it's like it's you true. can't be that again if you have now already have. You're right. already bi. Yeah. You're bi. That's it. And you can't go back from that. So can't un- yeah, ain't no going back. Can't from undo that. that. Not there. Well, that's the last song on the album, man. What? It, what? That, that was fucking dope. I, I liked it. Yeah, super it took Ill, me man. back, dude. A lot of these yeah. songs I haven't heard for a very long time, and I'm almost glad I did. Right before the holidays, it's oh, a bonus track, man. <gasps> wait, that's I, not. I, 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 think, I don't think you calculated. Songs. You did not calculate you properly. Man. You didn't count right. I'm the, okay. You know what? I fucked up. Maybe. Them edibles hitting? They are. they are hitting right now. I think this song right here is Cat People. This is Cat People. Cat oh. People. Oh. It's weird you I'm out. sorry, David Boy. I'm totally I want to play this in my house. <laughs> With the, the cat like, running around. This sounds like something Karen to be on Sesame Street. Nothing. This is like the count. Can you imagine like the count of the grouse singing this song? Yeah, Sesame this is definitely sounds like the count on Sesame Street. Uh, he's my uh, idol. Uh, 100%. Uh, uh. The count, he's my idol. He's a pimp. Oh, gasolina. Putting out the fire. I have read some interesting things here about. Um, I'm just going to say that's man. not going to work. What's not going to work? Putting out the fire with gasoline. Just going to let you know. P- PSA. It'll eventually, <laughs> it'll eventually burn everything down. If that's the goal. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see here. I have uh, some things uh, maybe you don't know Okay. about him. Uh, he did paintings and collected art. He did not like to buy nice things. He didn't buy nice cars. He didn't buy nice houses. He was more into buying nice clothes and buying art. I can't tell that by his videos. He also uh, really got uh, a lot of uh, notoriety when he played on Broadway. He played Elephant Man. Again, acting out. A- another character. Cool. I That's remember that story. The Elephant cool. Man story. And yeah. he, he liked to play people with afflictions. Ziggy, Ziggy Stardust, I guess, the real character he played, said deep down inside, you know, he was afflicted in a uh, human. Yeah. From another planet. So yeah. what maybe wasn't human? Ziggy well, Stardust. Know. I don't know. You know, just a sad alien landed on Earth. You know, no one else to, bo- to bone because you're an alien and you're... That's it. Nobody, nobody else of your kind. You're stuck. No, that's not true. If, if you know, if you're biologically similar, Maybe you can he, have but, sex. But like, he might have a different Hoosma what's this down there. I don't know. Totally different. Have you not like, watched Guardians of the Galaxy? Peter Quill's daddy is an alien. His mom is from Missouri. No, his dad is a, demi, a yeah, demigod. Yeah, Guardians Ego, of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. He's a god. Yeah. With a lowercase G. That's right. That's Ego. a good <laughs> So you can take Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Back <laughs> to the music. That movie's fucking awesome, man. Part three is coming out in like two weeks, I think. Are you being paid for this plug? 
No, but I should be because I'm a more. fucking Marvel nerd, man. I'm such a Marvel nerd. I just wish I could have like a good solid month to just watch, do nothing but that means, DJ gigs, which I do anyway. That means you're one of these kidults they talk about. And then just, I just want to sit down and watch all the Marvel movies in order and smoke weed. Well, the holidays Why don't you? are around. Maybe you could do that around the Because holidays. I have other shit to do. Sucks. Yeah, I know. The, so David Bowie is the one who wrote The Man Who Sold the World by Nirvana, who we, we did their really? album. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. That, that is I didn't awesome. know that. Lulu also covered it. I have some more audio. This is from 1990. This is David Bowie being David Bowie. Okay. Well, twofold. One was the fact that I didn't particularly feel comfortable performing as a straight-ahead singer on stage. And my interest had always been in one of the better word, multimedia type situations. I like the idea of combining theater and music and the whole atmosphere and creating an atmosphere for stage. I thought it was terribly important. It was to me anyway, it's what I wanted to do. So it then became necessary to devise characters to sing the songs of these little stories that I was writing. So it was really a, very much the first three or four albums that came out of that period were um, theatrical undertakings. I like it. Theatrical rock and roll. Yes. It's Christmas time now, and on that chord, uh, Bowie's uh, Bing Crosby recorded his last ever single with David Bowie, and they did a Christmas duet of The Little Drummer Boy in 1977, and it was a hit five years later. And it's crazy because in 1977, it says Bowie was also a guest on Mark Boland's ITV music show, and mm-hmm. then Mark Boland was killed in a car crash in southwest London shortly afterwards. So it was like was, David Bowie bad luck or something? There was some weird shit going on in 1977 with David Bowie. Hmm. Hmm. Well, and Christmassy shit with Bing Crosby. I think I've heard that on our uh, local Christmas radio station channel. This is, this is Shake It. It's coming up here. Last song, mm. last song on the album. David I'm gonna, Bowie. I'm going to pick a different yeah. accent for this one. And Cutman is an Indian guy. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah, right. I'm you going, want to impress me? Do a Spanish guy accent. I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I just went to uh, <laughs> DavidBowie.com. Bob Bowie. DavidBowie.com. It says Bowie is on the blockchain, so he's uh, into the NFTs and into the cryptocurrency world. So it's tanking. Hopefully it'll come back. <laughs> Good time to buy, folks. Good time to buy. On his website, the latest news is appreciation for divine symmetry and Moonage Daydream. Moonage Daydream is a documentary that came out in 2022, the year that we're doing this episode of The Binder Voice. And I guess it's very good. I haven't seen it. And it's called what? Moonage Daydream. That sounds like a bad alcohol. You know what divine symmetry is? Divine symmetry. Uh, it's uh, two parallel beings uh, being together in one in symmetry in perfect symmetrical circumferences of the whatnot. It's an it's his album so that's what he named one of his albums was uh, Divine Symmetry the, the, the uh, actual is it me or does this song sound extremely similar in its Formation to just our uh, let's dance. Yeah, let's dance. 
This is like their, oh, you know, let's throw this one at the wall. It's see dope. What I like this. I have the divine symmetry here from the Orthodox Church in America. Yeah. Beauty is often expressed by symmetry or balanced proportions. Sure. Musical compositions and graphic art usually strive for some measure of symmetry ah. in order to appeal to everyone's aesthetic taste. Yes. Nice. So he's looking at music from the same perspective that yes. they're looking at, like the symmetry of something that would be geometry or geometrical shapes, like in nature. Like if you look at the the flowers or a bee or a honeycomb, the way it's got that perfect symmetry of the choop, choop, those octagons that are so all the honeycombs are perfect. The flowers, the flower of life, it's that divine symmetry. And I think you learn a lot about symmetry when you are an artist, in which he was. He made a lot of his own art. And you find that when you're doing art, I haven't really studied it too far, but everything starts in a symmetrical sense when you're drawing. Sure. What's crazy is there's math behind all of that, which as much as we as artists, especially musicians, don't really like math, but math is involved in all of it. The music, the, the, the geometry, it's the extremely all of it. important in music. Eight you counts. Gotta, yeah, you got to count. It comes down to math, if you which can't is crazy. Count, you can't play music. Even the waves truth. that are coming out. In the Measurements, sound, metrics. All truth that's in the math. Numbers. Totally nerdy, but what numbers. have you. The fucking Space Odyssey. Woo! It's taking me away, man. Fucked with this song heavy, y'all. It's divine symmetry. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the note transitions in some of the areas. Like I think they could have did a better job of that one. Doing something so, like that. I I think you could have did a little more with that. That's all. Being, I think you're being yeah, a little too it's critical cool. of a When, when Memphis said, when, when Memphis said he, right? he Fs with it, I think some people might not be sure if that means he likes it or not. <laughs> I Fs with this song. They'll be like, oh, does I, that mean he I, likes it? I'm not sure. I Fs with it, that means I really like the song. <laughs> I'm going like, to have to play it out. I'm going to have to play it at a gig somewhere, maybe a brunch. There you go. Yeah. So, perfect for a brunch. That what do you think, Gentry? That Modern Love song, you play those at brunches. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not a huge David Bowie guy. He's not my guy. Does that throw you off? But he he won, he won a couple Grammys. He came from humble beginnings. Word. He made some hit bangers. He seemed to do something for the the people, you know, bringing people together. I'm always a fan of that. Well, the MTV thing. Yeah, and he also I feel like made the queer culture feel like they were loved as well. I felt like he was that for. The, Without trying to be, I think he was like a voice for the LGBTQ community. Yeah, they I loved him. What they they loved? No, yeah, him they loved Elton. him. Yeah, no, he transcended it. fashion. He transcended music. He had theatrical performances. He was on Broadway. Sure. I mean, the guy really lived a, a full life. Unfortunately, died at sixty nine. But the, so that mean, the, 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 the life he, the, like I said, the life he led, he'd had, man. My you favorite know, song is the first came, one. When it's time for him to they turn the lights out on him, he's, what his last words were, it's fucking dope. Modern Love, that was my gotta, favorite one on the yeah, album. Modern I got to figure out what I'm going to say on my head, what my last words going to be. Thanks a lot, David Bowie, for all the pressure. I got to make it clever. That's going to do it for this episode of <laughs> Dem Vinyl Boys. Boy, have we done a lot of albums. If you haven't gone into our catalog, 
Dude. We got Prince. We got Metallica. We got Bruno NWA. Mars. We do have Bruno Mars. I forgot all about that. What was your favorite so far? What's the one that stands out to you, Tomcat, that you remember in all uh, these episodes? Whitney Houston was an amazing one, a very tough one, like emotionally. So I remember that one right away. I, we had fun with Eminem. That one was crazy. Uh, so all of them are good. Nirvana was a great one. That was a big one. I think we did got good reviews on that Nirvana. Check that one out. Because sure. a yeah, lot of people listen to that one. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ramo? I know you don't remember much. You do work at a dispensary. I do. And uh, uh, we smoke a lot what, here. What one do you remember that stands out to you the most over all the Vinyl Boys episodes? Because we've done quite a few now. I mean, honestly, you know, not to be like stereotypical or anything like that. But for me, I think the one that really stood out the most. Ricky Martin. Uh, of course. <laughs> we didn't do him. Could you eat? Well, that's what we're doing next week, brother. No. Bad Bunny. No. We haven't Get done any Spanish out. artists. Oh, maybe we should, man, maybe we should do one. We, we should, we should, we we should tell us. We should have done El Gran Combo's Christmas album. Now we should do yeah, Vicente. Uh, we should do Vicente. Uh, no, hell no, dude. I can't listen to that. Bad Bunny. Anyways, no. my no. back to me, dog. Uh, okay, my sorry. floor, my sorry, floor. Sorry. Uh, because I was becoming an adult, and it really like brought back so many good and bad memories. NWA, dog. NWA was good. Yes, that was a good one. I was becoming a DJ. I mean, professionally, it was it was good time. Oh, go and like and subscribe to our page. Go listen to some previous episodes. We've got some more great albums Didn't to come. Ask me what I liked. Well, Memphis, you know we heard a lot. Who knows Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. Okay, no. Memphis. No, I'm just kidding. What album stands out to you the most in all them vinyl boys we've done? Hendrix. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that was a good one. I'm with you. I, I like my to, favorite, also, He's like one of my favorite I, artists ever. I I've never heard again, it but too. the Guns N' Roses was good. Fact yeah. to yeah, that was a Guns fun one. They're all dope, so man. Dope. I mean, what did we do? We did Motley Crue. Alanis Morissette. Listen, the one we did that Jack Little Pill. That was a good What one. about Johnny Cash live from the prison? That one was great. Man, that these was. are all great. We have so many. These are all great. We, listen, like Gentry was saying before, we all really interrupted him to listen to like all the ones. Because I go back and I listen to them. And and I listen to them with other people. And there are people like, well, I can't let the cat out of the bag yet. Um, people really like our shit and our selection. They also love our commentary. I don't know they if I like your our, shit. Yeah, do they like our podcast? I don't care if they I mean, like my if shit. I'm spinach or something like that, then yeah, it might be a little reek. Spinach, some kale. Tune, yeah, in, for, for tune in for more shit oh, God. next week. Thank God. you so much for uh, listening to the show. Them Vinyl Boys. Uh, we'll see y'all next year, right? We're always running at 33 yes. RPMs around here. Yeah. So let's go, uh, you know. Let's dance. Get back to speed. Let's dance. The Podcast Playground. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.